The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. We're going episode 10 here with Mr. JVC, a.k.a. Jake Clark. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited just to get to chop it up with you for a little bit. So this is, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pumped too. It's like just hanging out with the boys this episode. It's just raining outside. It's raining here as well. Um, I think there's supposed to be like a tropical storm coming through, right? There yeah. is. Big big boy coming in. Is that is that hitting Ohio too? I think some of the like aftermath of it is mm-hmm. gonna get us up here pretty good. It's been it's been raining pretty good all day. Yeah. Nah. I saw the thing, I think my dad sent me like the chart of where it was going yesterday. I was like, ah, oh, we're in for a fun weekend. Yeah, it's just going to be garbage. Mm. But what have you What have you been doing recently? You just started school. Are you making any music at school? I just started school. I've got, I've got a good setup here. You know, I'm not in class a lot. I'm obviously not going to parties. So there's a lot of time for me just to sit and, and create, which is good. I think it's a good good escape from all the the craziness going on right now. So I am making music and I'm I'm having a good time. Yeah, I've been on and off. Like I'll get into these really creative moods, and then for a couple of weeks, I just won't want to touch anything. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I, you ever just get into those things where no matter what you make, it's just like super boring to you. It's just not working. Yep. That's the boat I'm in. Yeah, it's well, one of those. I, I'm sorry, you go. Oh, it's all good. I was just going to say, I I think I broke out of it this week, but the past couple of weeks has just been frustrating. Yeah, I, yeah, I just got into that. And it's like, I've I've made this before. Like, I've made this exact same beat. I've made this exact same feel. Like, let's let's do something different here. Yeah, exactly. Some, like, um, recently what I've been doing to kind of break that is just honestly, like, reaching out to other people and just having them help rather than just trying to force myself to do it by myself. I like that. Um, this is just a random question. The the people listening might know, they might not know, but like, how did you and uh, Duran know each other? Do you live in the same neighborhood? Yeah, we live, we're both from the same town, but he went to, he went to a, a smaller private like christian school in town and the town's Mm -hmm. already super small so kind of knew of him um i we weren't we weren't friends it really at all through high school he's he's a few years older than me but we kind of both started making music at the same time 
and it was both kind of like the same music. And then we just kind of started talking and we shared a lot of the same interests in music and in mindset. And he's a really good dude. I like to think of myself as a good dude. And we just became friends. We talk, I would say, almost every day, at least, you know, sharing a song with him or an idea or, hey, this is what I've been working on. So it's been really cool to have someone literally three minute drive from my house that's Damn. super dope and making music yeah it's 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 awesome yeah right when uh i i, I met duran through you and right when mm-hmm. i got put onto his stuff i was like yeah this makes sense why they're friends mm-hmm. yeah like it, it sounds like it's in the same um bubble so yeah and we, and we have a good we have a good like relationship making stuff like i remember times like i'll go over with like a beat i'm like yo you'd sound good on this and he'll be like yeah this is cool but we're changing every single drum on it and totally changing it and if you would have told me a year ago hey you're gonna go into you know creating with someone and he's gonna change 75 percent of the beat and you're gonna come out happy (laughs) i'd say you're crazy but (laughs) you know we're we're both able to say hey listen that that's cool but i'm gonna do it way better than that and then we come to a conclusion we've done that a lot and i think that's probably the best part of our working relationship for sure that's the most important thing collaborating is just not having that ego to when someone has an idea that they think could be really uh important to shifting where the song needs to go right it's like letting it all go and just being like all right i don't know how i feel about it yet but i definitely want to try it right yeah that's i think that's definitely been a a a cool thing for us and just being able to you know be able to take criticism or like you said the ego really not having an ego when you go in and knowing hey we're we're both on the same team here you know like, I'm not trying to make, like, like I don't gain anything from saying this isn't good. Like, we're just trying to make the same song as good as we can. Exactly. And are you two, like, is your town a musical town, or is it <clears throat> one of those things where it's kind of rare? Um, I don't want to say rare, but there's not a lot of, of people, I think, doing kind of what, we like our our genre maybe i don't want to say genre but like a lot of more of of a more trap vibes Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. than i usually go into so it's really cool having him on that same wave that i'm kind of on as well but there's definitely some people around the area making music which is cool it's it's cool because i know like he's just being able to bounce ideas or network or whatever with other creatives is cool but it's i would say it's rare for our kind of lane for sure yeah that's kind of the same here where Mm -hmm. i live it's it's mainly if if people do make music it's kind of like it's either just kind of like a hobby thing and they're just doing it for fun or they're more focused in like the trap lane yeah so like when I find someone that's even close by to my town that's into the same stuff as me, I'm like, oh man, this is so exciting. This is I impressive. know, yeah, yeah. It's like finding a rare, like a rare gem. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, do you know like the moment you wanted to start making music? 
I do know the moment, actually. And I remember when Kanye was rolling out Pablo. I remember um, Real Friends, the SoundCloud one, that then went and played like the first minute of No More Parties in L.A. I don't know if you remember that track. I do. And when I was hearing that stuff, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. This is when my when my music went from classic rock that I grew up on. Then it was like a little bit of like mainstream hip hop. And then kind of this, the more sampled kind of stuff I listen to now, like that whole kind of shift in my music was right then. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. I love it. So that's when I, I kind of started being really interested in music. But then I remember watching the fallen music video by Jaden like a million times it's the best shit ever it's crazy I remember trying to do I remember I was like okay I want to do music now I remember getting the same MPK mini that I have I remember trying to do the drum pattern like playing it out like not before I knew I could you know click in a, a kick here a snare here when I was like first starting I'm like dude I'm never going to be able to do this but that that Life of Pablo, Fallen by Jaden, is kind of when it started. It was like the end of my junior year in high school. I was like, yeah, I, I love this. I want to do this for sure. That's that's super interesting because I remember when the Life of Pablo dropped for me, that's right when I was kind of getting into recording my own stuff mm-hmm. for the first time. And that's what kind of, like when I first started, I was like, oh, I want to make hip-hop music because I feel like, people our age that's usually how they start yeah now. it's it's they start in hip-hop because that's what that's what's around them the most at Absolutely. the time and at least most of the people in the u.s i think i totally um, agree with that so then like i realized you know like hip-hop just i just don't i'm not a hip-hop artist like it just doesn't work with not work but like just didn't seem right it felt like i was trying to be someone i wasn't so then i kind of started diving into my own stuff but i do yeah. remember the life of pablo was one a really big influence of mine to starting the hip-hop stuff because i thought it was so cool like i remember um hearing ultra light beam mm-hmm. for the first oh, yeah. time and i was just blown away man like it's just crazy that these albums become such big moments and when you're first listening you can never just tell yourself to be like dude you're about to listen to a classic yeah and i always wish i could just go back in time and relive that moment that first listen through i remember him doing the saturday night live he did ultralight videos i remember him going crazy like i'll mount out i'll mount out and i remember at 3 a.m it was me and like five of my boys and we listened to it and we're like dude this is ridiculous like i cannot believe that this is a real album like it's that good it's one of the few albums that like first listen i was like yeah i'm gonna listen to this like forever like i bought title for a month dude same that's how i listened to it because i (laughs) i I got title i was like i i guess it's worth the investment to listen to this album it uh, yeah it was it was crazy and it wasn't like it wasn't even like the the hip-hop you know, it was just the genre. It wasn't even just like the songs. It was just like the feeling. It was just yep. like a, a good feeling. It's because Kanye, I remember, I think the reason Kanye probably resonated with so much, with us so much at that time, before we really knew much about what we really liked and 
what kind of music was tailored towards us was because Kanye incorporated every single thing that we probably liked. Like he would incorporate like the 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 melodic side from maybe more soulful stuff that we probably heard growing up. Mm-hmm. And then he would incorporate like the poppier stuff, but it wasn't like glossy pop. It was just like that kind of like addicting type of thing. Yeah. And then he incorporated like the crazy wild drums and all of it just meshes together. So it's, it's just hard not to fall in love. Yeah. He's yeah. It's there's so many sounds. And I think the, I think the rollout of it too, I know me and you have talked about how to properly roll something out and how hard it is, you know, but just the way he would like just post the track list and you're just like, Oh my God, what's this and this and this and the track list changes he releases this song. He does the fashion, the MSG. Like, just the way it all happened was like, I cannot wait for this to come out. And you don't know when it's going to come out. Like, it could it could mm-hmm. be any night. You know, it's not one of these set dates and a single and a little merch run. Like, it's just, it's, no one else can do it like he can do it. I'm very excited. Well, I, I'm sure it won't be called Donda anymore by the time no. it drops. But I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it because i feel like if he's gonna name it after his mom he's definitely gonna make sure that he has it how he truly thinks it needs to be rather Mm -hmm. than i think my main disappointment with like jesus is king was the songs weren't bad it just kind of sounded to me like kanye was rushing himself to just put something out and it just sounded it it just sounded like i don't know maybe kanye was just trying to relax and just enjoy making music maybe that's what it was rather yeah. than trying to perfect it but i think i was just so spoiled listening to these like pristine glossed out projects that kanye like is a perfectionist about once i heard jesus is king i was like this is odd because usually there's like so many moving pieces and elements and it all kind of just seemed like almost like demos yeah i think how you said spoiled like the only two kanye albums that like i listened to as like a major fan of his were pablo and yay and those are two of my favorites and get to watch the rollouts for that and yeah the the jesus is king one it, it felt different but it did feel like he was doing what he wanted at the time you know that's when he was traveling with the sunday service and i thought that was cool you know so yeah i think i think he just he had to make that for himself you know mm-hmm. i don't think he had I to make think... that for sales or anything or whatever i think he just he needed that out for himself and hopefully because of that we get yandi or donda or whatever the next one's going to be called mm-hmm. that's that's what i was trying to explain to my friends or just people online that were like giving me crap about not liking it because they they say to me they're like oh you just like don't like christian music or like that and i'm like nah dude it, no, it's no, nothing no. about it's nothing about the content it's just the way i was so used to it just being so wild and extravagant i'm just this type of thing yeah. for kanye isn't for me personally <clears throat> but it doesn't mean that i don't love kanye Right, it was it was a normal rollout, which is odd for Kanye. Mm-hmm. Well, it, even 
even his normal rollout is still wasn't normal because it was so it was almost like the life of Pablo where it's just so sporadic. You're mm-hmm. just like, okay, it didn't drop that night. And then the next night it didn't drop. And then it dropped again. And then it had that uh, name change. There's a bunch of leaks. Um, I wish I didn't listen to the leaks. That's one thing I beat myself up about. Cause... Oh, it's so hard not to, man. It's yeah, so hard not I'm, to. I haven't been letting myself listen to any of the – I don't even know if they're for Donda. I feel like they're just Yandi era still leaks, mm-hmm. but they're called like Donda leaks that I run into on YouTube, and I'm like, this is tempting. But last time I listened to leaks, it ruined it for me because then he'd change what I heard on the leak demo so differently – yeah. That it was just jarring once I heard it. So I yeah, think the I only think... the only leak I listened to is Hurricane or Eighty Degrees. That one that that was the the lead promo for Yandi. Yeah, that when it, it he was like eighty degrees. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so fire. Yeah. And the beat is so clean. I thought we were going to get like, when I heard that snippet, I was like, oh boy, we're in for it. Like, this uh-oh. is it. Yeah. Uh-oh. And, That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And when you hear the the Yandi leaks, it is way different than Jesus is King. Like Yandi oh, yeah. to me, I think Yandi was bound to be a really good album. And I think Kanye even knew that, but he kind of, as you were saying, I think he just needed to do Jesus is King for himself as kind of like a spiritual thing to kind of just comfort himself in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad we can agree. Yay is both a, like a top album for you and I, cause Dude, it's, it's easily his most personal. I hate when people like don't appreciate it. I don't get why some albums you can kind of see why people don't like it. Right. But with Yay, I listen to it and I'm like, I mean, it doesn't have like the super crazy fast stuff, but it's so pretty. So pretty. People, the, the biggest thing I've heard is that it's only seven songs. I'm like, well, then just play it top to bottom again. It's like, it takes like 25 minutes to get through it. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of like shorter albums oh, now. Oh, so do I, because there's no fillers. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to skip. I don't have to skip a song. I also don't have to be set an hour of my day aside to listen to a whole body of work yep and there's there's always i don't think it's hard i don't think there's one album if i'm being honest one single album that i love every track from top to bottom so when it is like a 17 track album i'm like oh man i'm worried like (laughs) right there's a lot of room here for filler Oh yeah. That's that's why I made like my last album ten tracks because I was like, I don't think one, I don't think I have the experience yet to hold my weight past ten. And two, it's just like I just don't know what else like needs to be on this after ten songs. Like that's a lot of songs. That that's a lot a lot of time. It's a lot of time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I've run into the issue when if I'm planning something or, you know, I'll be like, yeah, I'll put it on here. But then I'll think in my head, like, do I love it? Like, do I love this song enough to add it on here? And if I don't love it, how can I expect anyone else to love it? So, yep. you know, I, I think a, if you willingly put a filler track on there, I think that's 
a big mistake. Yep. I, I had that with, yeah, whenever I'm making or, well, with this last project, it mm-hmm. was just, I made a ton of songs for it, probably like 30. And I remember I was like, I'm only using 10 because they have to be the ones that I personally, as you were saying, like you love. Cause again, if, yeah, if you don't like something and you're the one making it or you don't love it and it just kind of seems eh to you, then I really don't know how other, cause it's hard enough to get people to like what you love. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely ran into that with my, like, I, I just got so caught up in the idea of having a full body of work. And I'm, I'm very upset with myself and how I thought about that a year ago to where, you know, just, you, you know, it doesn't need to be 12 tracks. It doesn't need to be this long. It's just got to be what you love and what you think other people are going to love. You know, I think the idea of a filler track or like filling it out or making it a certain time is, is wrong. So that's why I like, I like, I like yay being seven. You know, that's why I don't like, you know, Drake's Scorpion was like 20 some songs. Like y- your fans aren't going to love, you know, yeah. 22 songs. It's just, it's tough. It's, uh, it's just like, there's so many problems with having that long of an album because for me, it's kind of like when artists drop songs too frequently, you start to lose that essence that that artist has because you get so used to their sound. Mm-hmm. So when an album's really long and then artists only wait like a couple months till they start rolling out more singles, it's just like, it's way too much to digest. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And it's just, different. It's different for like a bigger guy. Like, so if we're talking about like, guys that everyone knows you know i i totally agree with you i remember i've seen guys you know even kind of like mid-level guys where they're you know they're doing music full-time and you know they have a good fan base where you know they drop an album but then you know a month later hey i got another single it's like why well, didn't even get to like appreciate this full thing you know yep i i always find myself in that situation because i think it's I, I what's the right word to call it? It's almost like post album jitters where you just have all this excitement still. You're like, oh, I just want to make more music. Yeah. <clears throat> and you don't realize that the music you're making is still getting powered off of the older stuff. So it still kind of sounds like it. And that's a good point. I had to teach myself, like, you know, let it out, like, make the songs, get rid of that extra juice in there so you can get it refreshed, but just don't. Just just wait a little bit. Just really make sure if you're going to put something out, like take a step back and maybe not listen to the song for a month and then come back to it and be like, oh, this is this is worth going out. Let me put it out now. But if you come back to it and you're like, oh, this is kind of average or it sounds exactly like the last album. Yeah. I catch myself doing that a lot. Yeah, I definitely think that, like you said, coming back to it, if you still love it coming back to it, then then you know it's worth it. But a lot mm-hmm. of times I run into that, like right when I make something, I'm like, oh, I love this, I love this, you know, I, I'm going to keep working on it. And then you come back two days, and I'm like, why did you put any time into this? <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> do you ever do that thing where you're making a beat and it's nighttime, and you get up <laughs> in the morning and you listen to the the 
like actual whole audio file of it and you're like what was i doing and how did this sound good to me (laughs) absolutely i think (laughs) i think everyone has i think it's so funny i'm thinking of the meme right now that is that whole thing i think i've seen one meme for it i think i've seen one too i don't i'm trying to I, i don't I'm trying to figure out how it goes, but I, I, I see it, but I, I cannot explain it. But yeah, man, you just, you make something you're, you're really vibing with and at night. It's like, all right, I'm going right to bed. And you wake up in the morning, like, dude, what are you, what was going on? What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. It's just, to me, it's like, I've just noticed a lot of the time when I do that, everything's just so scatterbrained and I can mm-hmm. tell, I needed sleep once I listened to it. I'm like, <laughs> I could tell you were losing it a little bit making this. Um, what if you've been like, what are your main goals right now as a producer during this year? Kind of just, are you just trying to make more stuff just to kind of put together a project or are you kind of focused on making stuff for other artists um i think i think i'm getting to the point where i need to really start thinking about all right how can i how can i make this like for real like how can i actually do this as my career and i think the biggest thing for me is being able to make you know either if it's a lease or or streaming of making money where I'm not actually physically talking to someone making a sale. So I, for me, it's, it's, it's getting a bigger image on social media, on mm-hmm. YouTube. I'm really trying to work on YouTube. YouTube's hard. YouTube's really hard. And I've talked to Wanderlust about it because Wanderlust is a beast on YouTube. So I, I've been, I've been He's- talking to him. What were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say he's a workhorse. Oh, man, he's so good. He's such a good dude. I'm really happy that we, me and him connected through through you because he's, he's a really good dude. He's gave me some really good advice. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to do – I hate I hate trying to say this, so please don't yell at me and say this, but <laughs> man, Russ, Russ puts out a lot of music, and that's how he kind of started making his thing, making his name. So I'm trying – I'm starting to figure out Hey, like I can put just a beat on Spotify or I can, you know, I can chop this vocal up to where it sounds not just like a beat, like it's a song and mm-hmm. kind of how, uh, like, like Lusion if is huge in the lo-fi game and someone like Muramasa, I don't know if you've listened to him. Dude, he's one of my biggest oh my inspirations. God, he's so good. But it's like, I see these producers and I'm like, you know, these guys are doing it without an artist. You know, so many times I've hit an artist up or, you know, for a beat and it just goes nowhere. And I'm like, all right, let me let, let me go make a name for myself and where people will want to work with me more. Yep. So my, my focus right now is just getting bigger on social media, YouTube, stuff like that. And I'm really getting to the point where I can, you know, release, you know, something monthly or you know, maybe, maybe even two weeks if it's, if it's like a beat or something like that to where I can make, get to a pro a project again soon. Not, I wouldn't say super soon, but definitely 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping next, next summer I can be at the point where I'm like, okay, I can, I feel comfortable putting out 10 songs that people are going to be able to listen to 10 songs. People are going to, there's enough people that are going to love what I do to listen to all this, you know, Yeah. to dude. where, to where I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, if I put out 10 songs, are people going to listen to four or should I let, let me focus on some singles here and try to build a little momentum. And I think, I think that's going to be the best thing for, for me and the kind of stuff that I'm, I'm doing. I think the best thing to do if you're really trying to grow YouTube is just really like, as you're saying, Wonderlust is good at it. Just cranking out beat releases, just trying to get leases because you just never know which beat is going to get caught in the YouTube algorithm. Absolutely. And then once everybody types in like so-and-so type beat, um, I don't know if the mic just got all weird. I was trying to no, you're cool. Adjust this pillow on my seat, but um, yeah, like I just noticed when I was talking to Wonderlust, he was just saying like the main thing for YouTube is just super consistent uploads. Yeah, and that's and being okay with five views sometimes, and knowing like, listen, it's not it's not gonna pop right now, and it's it, that's just it just is what it is. And, and I've, I've never been to the point of like being super discouraged about not getting plays or listens or whatever, but over, over the summer, I, I I did go through that a little bit where I I was trying YouTube, not as consistently as I should. And I was, I was paying too much attention. I'm like, dude, how does this have three views? Like, this is crazy. I made this, I, I put a little animation behind it and three people saw like, this is crazy. But the more I've, I've, I've started you know, looking at some of the other people that have been successful at it, like it's like you really have to trust the process and it's hard. It's really hard to do. But I've realized right now that I just, the only thing I can do is put my head down and grind and and believe that at some point it's going to happen. It will. Like, I forgot exactly what I said to one of my friends one time when I was just talking about consistency but like oh i think i was just talking about um you never meet like an older musician like say say you just run into someone you start chatting it up and they're like oh i was a musician but then i stopped because mm-hmm. like i didn't make it but like you never meet someone that like is still making music when they're like older and set like if they're still making music, it's because they already made it. Mm-hmm. Like the reason you won't make it or get these goals is if you stop. Like, and I just don't see how you couldn't make it if you don't stop. It just seems too. It's almost impossible. You might not make it to be like Drake or that oh, type yeah. of level. No, that, but like, if you think about the progress we all make in two years with the connects we can meet like imagine eight years from now and especially right. it's all a snowball effect too because i was just thinking it, that it's kind of yeah it's like climbing like or yeah just honestly the snowball analogy is good enough but like <laughs> <laughs> each yeah, it's, like, it's, it's exponential growth yeah yeah because you you meet like say you get a good connect and then they link you with these bigger people like that's going to be like 
quadruple the amount of growth you were making when you just had one good connect so when it just starts expanding it's it's insane how fast it happens so i've seen a lot of people say like it took me five years to get to you know ten thousand subscribers but in it took me two years to get to after that to get to 50 yep you know but stuff like that is just and it's it's crazy it's hard it's hard to see that when you're just starting and you're just you know beginning to trust that process it's really hard to believe that but like that's the only thing you can do the perfect example i can think you know who ash nico is Mm -mm, i don't um do you remember that one song that went viral on tiktok it was like over the fall it was uh fuck um what's the name what's the name of it I know you'll know the song because it got so popular. All right, wait. I have it on spot. I, I looked it up on Spotify. Stupid. Yeah, that song. Okay, I, I've seen. I, I'm looking at her picture on Spotify. I know this song. You see how many streams it has, though, right? Yeah, eighty-four million. Yeah. So, it was last summer. I one of my friends was like watching her perform in like this really small clothing shop. Dang. And I remember, like, I was like, "Oh, that 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 sounded really good." Let me go on her profile, and she had like 10k at the time, 10k followers on Instagram. And then, like, her song "Stupid" just started taking off on TikTok, and like, her songs are legitimately good. They're not even just like TikTok songs. Mm-hmm. But like, let's look at her Instagram now. It's probably been a little over a year, and now she has 546k on instagram it just shows you how fast it just takes one two Mm -hmm. so i think there's it just seems like if you do have that consistency and what we're talking about specifically with beats like them just going 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 on youtube there's just no way something's bound to happen even if they don't get a lot of views there's gonna there's always those people, and me included, when I was younger, before I taught myself how to produce stuff. When I'd look on like type beats on YouTube, I would always put one of the filters on to go to the the ones with the least amount of views because that means that no one is gonna have that beat. Right. Absolutely. If you listen to the one that has like a million views, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, this guy probably leased this beat to like so many guys, so Absolutely. this isn't gonna sound original if my song does do well but if i get this guy who only has a certain amount of views it's gonna sound original so right it could go either way dude it's hot as fuck in my room yeah it's a little it's a little humid the humidity is getting to be pretty good <laughs> i don't like it um I, what i was what i was gonna ask you i had a question for you here what what's what's in rotation right now what are we what are we listening to what am i listening to like yeah what big, are you listening to all right, let me talk about the stuff that's genuinely like got me uh, really excited. There's this artist named Sawyer Noons, and um, I think he has a lot of potential. I know he already has like a pretty good record deal, but he's still kind of smaller. But he makes more of like. Um, it's like if Boney Vare 
mixed with a more indie pop artist and was our age mm. and just kind of was more sugary. That's the best way I could describe the sound. He's a really, really good artist that I highly recommend people to check out. Yeah, I'm going to need you to um, send me that. I like I like the sound of Bon Iver, indie. Is it? I is it Bonnie I don't know. Bear it I, don't bon know I don't know what it is. I've read it as Bon Iver, and I I've, know you called it Bonnie Bear, and dude, I'm gonna call it Bon Iver, and I don't. <laughs> it just is what it is. <laughs> I I just never because like people will say like I was saying Bon Iver for years, and then my friend was like, Nah, dude, it's Bonnie Bear. I'm like, Shit, really? <laughs> but then I was listening to him in an interview, and he said it complete. He didn't say Bon Iver or Bonnie Bear. <laughs> And it threw me for a loop. That's <laughs> I awesome. forgot how he said it. That's what we need. But not. Nah, he's a legend. What else am I? He's a beast. What am I excited about? Um, just looking through my Spotify library. Um, there's this group. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's like K L L O, and it's this songwriter and producer, and I believe they're cousins think they're from australia but the, or the uk i'm not sure might be butchering that but they make like it's like r&b melodies like really sweet r&b like if beyonce had a soft voice and was on darker beats right this is what it would be i don't know how to describe it but recommend that what have you been listening to like what's genuinely inspiring you right now other than like I'm all I'm always listening to to my friends, mm-hmm. some stuff I'm working on. If I think the the Dominic Fike album, I think is one of the best things I've heard recently. I remember listening to that through a ton, but I've been man, I've been going back through Mac Miller too much. Oh my god, I can't. It breaks my heart, man. Destroys it's- me. It hurts. Yeah, but, I'm 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 finding songs I forgot about and it hurts even more. Uh God. I the th- I'll talk about like my Mac Miller story, I guess, or how I feel the connection to him. Because I feel like everybody everybody that's like a Mac Miller fan has like that Oh yeah. One that Absolutely. one point where the connection just really hit. Oh yeah, I have mine and, for sure. I remember I used to listen to Mac Miller a lot when I was younger, but I never was like a huge like fan. It, it like if it came on, I was like, "Oh, this is great." But I never found myself diving into his discography. And it sucked because I remember my friend Yuki told me right when uh Swimming dropped, he's like, "Dude, no one's talking about Swimming cuz of Astro World, but you got to listen to this." Yeah. So I was like, all right. And it was late one night. It was like one o'clock in the morning. It was dark in my room. And there was this like ambient light coming from my computer screen. And I was like, no, I can't sleep. Let me listen to this. Track one came on, just fucking obliterated oh, me. <laughs> like I was Ooh, like, yeah. oh that. my gosh, this is so good. And, it, and I was like, oh my God, he's like, he's going in a different, more organic route. This is beautiful. And I remember I fell asleep. I think it was after like, I didn't get through the whole album that night, but I remember the next day I was like, I got to listen to more of this. And I was getting into it. And I swear it was right when I was getting into it. And I started diving into all his interviews. I remember, um, my friend texted me and 
was like, did you hear Mac Miller passed away? And I was at dinner and it just destroyed me because it was like when I was watching his interviews, I was like, this guy is someone I can relate to because of his like character is so genuine. Like he isn't using big words and trying to sound all philosophical. He's just being himself and he's like, he's, he's funny. He's got a sense of humor. Like, and like, it's even the specific stuff. Like most stars are like, they're like either like super ripped and shit or like mm-hmm. they just look picture perfect. And he was just chilling like in whatever clothes he wanted to wear. No flexing re- at all. Yeah, I related to him so much and he wasn't corny in any way. He just was such a genuine guy. And then once I heard he passed, it just broke me into a yeah. thousand pieces. What was your like connection? I remember saying kind of same as you always listening to him, but never like diving deep into the discography. But like, I remember like, like Frick Park Market and Donald Trump and Mm -hmm. Knock Knock, like all like the party songs. And that's kind of what I saw him as. And I remember the divine feminine. If you've ever listened to that one all the way through. It's beautiful. I found it after swimming. Yeah. See, I had it before swimming but not not right when it came out and that was when i listened i remember listening to it all the way through and i'm like this is this isn't the guy that made the party anthems you know this isn't the guy making you know the raunchy trap music this is beautiful just to hear how kind of i think he had like kind of the same evolution as as tyler did yep and when i heard the divine feminine i was like wow this is incredible i need to listen to everything this guy's ever made and same thing with you when when swimming came out i actually listened to that no i listened to astro world right when it came out i lied i was yeah, gonna me, try to be i was gonna you we, and I we were, all, yeah we all listened to it yeah we listened to it together in the group chat i remember that that was cool but yeah when yeah the comeback to earth on swimming is unreal 2009 is another song that's just Oh my raw. god! It's just raw. It's just raw, man. You Dude. can just hear how much he loves it. Uh, it it makes. I think I like. If I'm gonna be real, I think I've cried like, not just a little tear, but like, genuine tears to that song almost every time that string intro start. It it destroys me, be- especially after he passed away. Because I was listening to it mm-hmm. after I got done with dinner. I was at dinner with my grandma when I got the news. Mm. and uh grandma and i were just chilling and we said our goodbyes and i was driving home i'm like man this is this is a bummer i'm gonna listen to swimming and it like gave me the chills listening to it because it hits different when he like after he died the whole the whole feel of the album was different because it wasn't his heavy really because his it's just like it sounds like when he's writing about it um, it just sounds like he finally was finding peace with him within yes. himself. Like he's like, all right, yes. I'm getting out of this. I'm doing my thing. Let's go. Let's get ourselves out of this. And, uh, when I heard 2009 after he passed, it broke me because the string intro to me, sounds like something like when you're saying goodbye, like you're saying, mm-hmm. all right, like I'll see you on the other side or something like this is it, man. Like you, you did your thing here. You, you got to move on now. And it just, 
oh my it's still like i listen to it and it just i'm talking right now and getting teary-eyed thinking about it because that's it just destroys me it's just yeah man yeah anytime that song comes on like you can't i can't listen to it like in shuffle Mm -mm. you know i can't have it on a playlist um it has to be like okay it's 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 time to listen to 2009 or it's time to listen to swimming you know it's just one of those it's it's a really great album and I think the point you made about it kind of felt like it felt like he was there. It was like he was past the the bad stuff that he's kind of had to deal with. And it was like, yeah, he did it. Like, he's finally there. And then, bang. And that, that hurt because he was he, – he's definitely one of – after I kind of fully discovered him, was, was one of my favorites. Yeah, that's that's what bummed me out too because, like, there's always that cliche thing like people get into artists after they pass away because it just makes you interested in like, oh, what yeah. were they making? What, what, why? So many people love this. Let me see why. Mm-hmm. But with him, it was just disappointing because I was like, man, this guy just was such a phenomenal artist and just a phenomenal human being that everybody who talks about him just talk so like they have these great stories of him and it's just i remember i was watching this interview of him right after swimming dropped talking about how uh he was driving down the road in la and he saw the astroworld promo and he was just (laughs) like fuck man like (laughs) how am i gonna beat this and like when i watched that interview i laughed but i also was like sad because i wish we could all just like tell him like nah man don't even worry about that like yeah you did it you you did it you did your thing and even you dropped one of the best posthumous is that how you properly say that word posthumous or post i don't know but not after sure. he, too big of a word yeah and s- circles yeah that was usually mm-hmm. people like it just i was worried for circles because after watching other recent artists pass away and then hearing their albums after they, it just seems so wrong because you could tell it was more of a cash grab, but his seems so personal and you could tell everybody who worked on it really, really cared about him and making sure it was his vision. And I wish we could all just tell him that he did the damn thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm. Rest in peace. Absolutely. But on a brighter note, we both love Igor. Oh, yeah. I have the vinyl of Igor that has a bonus track on it. Boyfriend? Oh, baby. I like that song. I play the vinyl just for that song. But yeah, Igor's crazy. It was not... I don't know if you were expecting that, but I was not. I I didn't know what to expect because but, it's... I think of Tyler and Kanye as this, not the same type of artist, but when it comes to albums, you just are like, okay, this could go anywhere. And when I was hearing the snippets, he was posting on Instagram for the rollout. I was thinking like, oh, I think he's going back in that cherry bomb direction. More abrasive stuff. Yeah, because it was like the the real big distortion. I remember mm -hmm. that. It was the intro. And Mm -hmm. man, what? What a crazy evolution. I am so inspired by it, and I wish more people could understand how crazy it is. Like that Tyler produced, um, he produced Yonkers on GarageBand, right? Yeah. With just, oh, yeah. 
just just all the basic stuff on GarageBand, and you hear that beat, you're like, this is a good beat. And then you hear Igor, and you're like, dude, this guy evolved from like a beat maker to just an insanely talented musician through, what was it? I think it was like four albums after, three albums after. It's three albums. I don't know. It's just, it's one of the craziest I, yeah, evolutions. Yeah, four. But, but yeah, it's it's on it's unreal. It's I mean it's it, inspiring is is the only word. What's your favorite song on that album? Oh man, that's tough. I think I think it has to be a boy is a gun. Really? Because the sample I just the sample is stupid. The whole flip is crazy. Even the lyrics on it and what mm-hmm. he talks about is is incredible. If it's not that then it's it's the the two part i think it's gone 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 thank you gone gone thank you yeah i think that that one that one's probably the better song but i think a boy is a gun is my favorite just because i i love bound to by kanye and just to hear Mm -hmm. as, as someone who does sample and is is trying to flip samples and do things and make someone else's his work your work to see how two different guys made two completely different songs about two completely different things with the same starting point yep is inspiring to me it's a boy is a gun is one of my favorites but my oh man no damn i think it goes in between for me um i think it's either between running out of time Mm. or are we still friends those two for me just really get me i think the reason i like are we still friends is because i've never heard i didn't expect tyler to make that type of song where it sounds like like the stadium like anthem where you just are in like the 80s and you're with Mm -hmm. your friends and it's at the end of the movie um yeah the dude finally got the girl like that's the (laughs) feeling i get and i'm like man he made that that's tyler he made that and then running out of time for me is like i think it's just the melodies i really like on that song and it has the like a really insane um like second half on it like the actual way he did the chords on it just really resonate with me yeah he's it's it's crazy the evolution that he he kind of went through he kind of went from like a raw like he went from, he was raunchy like he was almost hard to listen to at times because of some of the stuff that he said into this beautiful production and album it's 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 crazy oh man i mean i mean it just makes me excited for the next installation right. yeah, or really. like it's just and also, I feel like each each year, there's always that one big album that everybody mm-hmm. remembers. Or there's usually like two, but there's always mm-hmm. one that everybody can agree on was a really big thing. And so far for me, the biggest one in 2020 yet for me personally was probably Circles. And that was at the top end of 2020. Yeah, that was at the very start. I think, I think COVID really messed, mm-hmm. messed a lot it, of things up with people's releases. Yeah, I think so too. I I feel like a lot of artists probably had stuff they were right about to drop during the summer 
and yeah, they probably and yeah, you can't. They probably backed it up because it. I feel like they weren't really worried about the actual promo, but probably the touring they had yeah. planned out oh, yeah. definitely got all fucked up. Yeah, because I remember when I first was like, why are you pushing something back? The only thing people can do right now is listen to music. And I'm like, wait, touring. Like, yep. Yeah. I I think it's hard for me to like think about that end because as a smaller artist, all I'm focused on is right. like, all right, what's a smart thing to do for internet promo here yep. and stuff? And I forget that these bigger artists like go on these crazy tours that cost millions of dollars and it just does it seem to, does it seem to you like tours aren't a big deal anymore like does remember when we were kids it seemed like when like a like a big artist went on tour like everybody was talking about the tour yeah no it's 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 very normal it's very like concerts are very normal and it's kind of like people were like oh yeah we're going to a concert this week i'm like oh i didn't even know travis scott was in cleveland like why yeah. do I know that? Like I feel like I should know when the biggest guy in hip hop is, you know, an hour from me. And yeah, it's just not that big a deal. I hate that. What's your favorite concert you've been to? I have not gone to a ton of concerts, but the best one I've been to, I saw Chance do coloring book. Ooh. It was the day before I graduated high school. I was on the floor and it was crazy. And I was he did Ultra Light Beam. He did Father Stretch My Hands. He did all of, of Coloring Book. And it was oh, so good. It was so, so good. He was so good live. The band was good. The opening act was horrendous, but <laughs> he was so good. Man, get cut the cut the opening act slack. I've been in opening act once. Um but uh my last question is like do you have a favorite plugin you've been using right now like anything that you use with sampling plugin wow i found i mean isotope vinyl i don't know if that counts i think i use that on just about everything Mm -hmm. and i think almost everyone does i like it kind of does the same thing it's called um Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. It's called Super VHS. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's by Baby Audio. It's kind of like the same thing, but it it's just like a little more advanced. I like to mm-hmm. use that when I don't really have a ton. I'm like, like, like if if I you know I, I need to beef up. Like if I if I have a a chord progression of my own, and I'm like, okay, I need to beef this up. Like that's that's my go to. I'll play around with the knobs and and be able to make something sound a lot more like lo-fi or organic yeah it it has the it's got like a a warmth knob a drift knob to make it a little more like distorted but Uh then there's but then there's there's a it's it's literally called the magic button it's it's like a cheat code and it just it's crazy it's 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 nice i use it on a lot of stuff especially when i don't have a lot of of substance if it's very kind of if the sample itself or what I have right now is very bare, this beefs it up a lot. You know what you should try if you haven't? What is it? Uh, this plugin called RC20. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. I've heard of RC20. Yeah, Kenny Beats is a huge advocator for that one. RC20 is uh, awesome. I don't know if it's in the budget, 
I see what I'm doing is I pay for it monthly through uh Splice. Yeah. That's why like I don't use any of the like samples from Splice, but I use the their, plugin stuff is cool. The plugin like pay monthly thing cuz that helps if you're on a budget and I I think I pay 5 bucks a month for RC20. And then do you pay it off? Yep, you just pay it off once you're done. Like and you can cancel it any month too. Like you're like, yeah. oh, I don't really want this plugin anymore. Like you won't owe anymore. Yeah, I see. Um, I'm on it right now. Five bucks a month. Yeah, dude. For ch- yeah, and yeah, that's it's and it's not. They're not upcharging you because I just looked it up. It's also it's ninety nine ninety five. So it's not like they're upcharging you. Yep. I highly and, recommend it. Like, dude. how do I, I not? How do I not spend an extra five bucks a month? On something that you you'll probably use this like if oh, you like absolutely. those you'll use this almost every session probably. Oh yeah, I I, I know what I've yeah I know what RC twenty is. It's crazy. It's yeah. I did not know it was this affordable. Yeah, dude. I I think you should go for it. I I'm yeah I'm on the website right now. Go <laughs> for it. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh. No, I'm I'm glad we had this conversation. It was Me nice too. just having a podcast where we just talk music and all you that stuff. Just chop stuff. it up, man. Yeah. I love it. I hope you have a good rest of your day, and I hope anybody listening is having a good day. Peace. Yes, sir. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining in the grandest payouts now offering stay and play and all in packages including $50 free slot play VIP parking VIP casino access and more book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills must be 21 please play responsibly for help visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.